Welcome to Drunk on Social, the symposium, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Tristan, we are at the very end of the year. 2021 is almost in the books. This is episode number 39 of the symposium. And what better way to spend our time than talking about what the hell we're going to do in 2022 and maybe a little bit uh, reminisce about what we did in 21 and then hopefully inspire some of you to do some things with your social media in 2022. Tristan, how you feeling, man? Are you excited for the new year? Dude, I'm recovering from our last podcast. <laughs> I'm, you mean I'm you're still, still recovering? You're still listening to Mr. Mister? I'm listening to Mr. Mister. I've rewatched the Mr. Beast video. I've, I've Googled trended everything on there a few times. I don't even know. Well, I'm just, you know, we're, we're, we're at the holiday time of year. It's a little bit quieter. You have more time to jack around. So, uh, you know, enjoy your jack around time. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. And, and just for those of you that listened to episode 38, just in case you were wondering, Mr. Mister is actually a band that's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And if you're wondering why in the hell are you talking about a band on a social media podcast? I don't know, but we did. And if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. We did. So, buddy, it was good. What, are you, uh, what are you most excited for social media wise going into 2022? I'm, I'm excited about a few things. The one thing that I'm really going to test out more is in social, 
being able to dig deeper into a localized area. So I, I noticed one thing, one thing that has done well just for TikTok for us, just the end of this year, uh, 2021, where you and I went on a hundred videos in 30 days. Remember that? Oh yeah. And I did a lot of local content that was Malibu created. And that just opened my eyes as to how the algorithm really identifies those people that are local or that love your stuff without us having to do anything. And, and that to me opened my eyes a lot and saying, Hey, we really need to any, everybody listening in, we need to identify where you're at in conversation with your audience and let the algorithm choose those people closest to you. And I think one of our friends, Lana Rodriguez does this so well, because I think every two weeks she says Colorado check, right? Yeah. And still gets thousands of views on the exact same thing she said, but different video. Yeah. And so that's just, that's just a simple example of what the algorithm can do. I'm talking about creating localized videos, localized content that, that your competition like Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, Homes.com, now that CoStar owns them, all of these companies can compete with you. And that's what I'm going to go deeper on, man. And look, it could also, it could also add to when you're talking about content like you put out, Jeff, on TikTok and Instagram, which just pertains to you specifically because it's your family, right? Mm -hmm. That's a niche nobody can beat you at. So if people are already following you for you, they're going to get a treat when they see stuff about winter, right? And that means your, your baby girl. My daughter, yeah. I have a daughter named Winter, for those wondering. Yeah. And, and when they see things that have to do with you traveling to the Ozarks or you jumping on a boat or traveling or doing a video with Sean, right? I mean, uh, Curly, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the stuff that I'm talking about where nobody can come in and replace you, right? And you start creating community all on that personalized content. So I'm excited to do the, to go deeper into that niche area and then content about me specifically about what I'm doing and that, and, and see, this is why the last podcast was so important, identifying what those trends are so that you can incorporate those into your niche and into what you're creating video wise. And that way people can relate with you. That's the gap that allows you, well, that's the thing that allows you to, to create no gap. Cause now for instance, Jeff, for me, one of the videos that I'm going to do is Wheel of Time, and I know you don't watch TV, so Wheel, Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time came out, it's Robert Jordan, he wrote this whole series back early 90s, he wrote book one, and then he died in 2007, but he left the whole manuscript to the last book, so his wife found an author that was similar to him and finished it off with that author, and then Amazon Prime got a directive from Joe Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos, who said, hey, I want to beat Game of Thrones. Let's find a book series that beats Game of Thrones or at least duplicates it. So, of course, they went to Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time and then they started production. They just finished it. And now they're on episode six or seven. Right. 
But that all starts with me being what well, you know, we're the same age. So we were 1993. What were we like? Uh, 15, 14? Uh, high school. Yeah. Sophomores. Yeah. So freshman, right? Sophomore. around there. Sophomore. You all graduated. Right, damn it. Shit. No, you, you're right. You're a grade younger than me. We're born in the oh, same that's year. Right. But you're, yeah, you're a grade younger. You, so you're, my, right, you're so my bitch. You're my bitch. All right. Just for a year. Okay. Until we graduated. <laughs> I'd watch out for people like you putting me into lockers. <laughs> I was a nice shit guy. I was I'm joking guy. with you. I'm joking. Uh, all right. So wheel of time. Now, now I can incorporate the book and be like, look, this is the video, right? I bring a book too, because I still have it. And I'm like, hey, I walk into CVS drugstore or whatever it was. I pick up this amazing book by Robert Jordan, Wheel of Time. Now you can watch it on Amazon Prime. But it ends up being book two. I read the whole thing. I think it's book one. And then when I finish it, I realize it's book two. And now I have to fucking go to book one and restart the whole damn thing. And I'm like, oh, well, book one sucked in comparison to book two. And now I'm bridging that gap through using what's trending. And if you go to Google, you find that Wheel of Time is trending, right? So now you incorporate that into your world. And that's what we're talking about. So that's what I'm excited to do, Jeff. That was a very long-winded answer. It really was. all of your work done in between that? I like that. Well, I, what I would like to actually, I wanted to ask you a question, which is, so you, you talked about what you're going to do for content, but what about uh, what platform? Uh, is, this, is this applicable to all of them? Like, like how you know are what? you putting Dude, this out? Now, it used to be so easy to identify. This is another long-winded answer. So you can oh, fast great forward. Crap. I, I take it back. Um, I take it back. Shit. Oh, here. Yeah. Uh, it used to be that you and I could identify the different platforms much easier and be like, hey, look, Facebook's for this. Instagram's for this. TikTok's for this. And YouTube's for this. But now, I feel like all of a sudden, everybody wants to be this. Everybody wants to be TikTok. So... It becomes easier for you and I, Jeff, where we create a short video and we put it up everywhere. So now I'm excited about short video in general, not just for TikTok, but short video, because now I can place it everywhere and I can decide, I can let the algorithm decide who's going to like my shit. Like, dude, I just posted up a video about me being in Yosemite during the summer, but it was a video I never posted up. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. I was wondering I if that was a repost. Reels. Yeah, repost. Well, no, I never did. I never posted it. I was like, how the hell? So I posted it up on everything. And the only place it went viral was on Facebook Reels. Really? And I was like, hmm, interesting. So now, dude, all of my short videos, I'm excited about posting all my short videos everywhere, making sure that the description is on point, like the title and the hashtags. Because like we talked about in our previous podcasts, Google is indexing TikTok and Instagram videos. So now they're going to be searchable on Google. I love That's that. what I'm excited about. I love that, man. Uh, that was, uh, I got much more than I bargained for there. Um, and, uh, but I think that was great, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, so I'm going to really let down the audience when I tell you what I'm most excited for. Uh, because it's not what? nearly... It's long-winded. Uh, well, lots of things, but one of the things I'm most excited for is uh, Facebook groups. Uh, so we did a interview of a gentleman by the name of Will Penny in one of our platforms called Real Estate Mastery. He uh, runs a platform called Social Orchard, and um, it's all about like helping people 
builds groups and creates content for groups. And the, the thing about it was for me was it made me realize, you know, it's, it, I, I guess I knew this, but you never really thought of it that way. And I started thinking about it, that uh, having a Facebook group is probably the most powerful CRM that you could possibly have. And, and the reasons for that are, you know, when you think of a CRM, it's always something automated to usually one of your, your business systems. And, and therefore, when you do a transaction, the customers automatically filter into that system where then you send automated emails and automated text messages and things like that. They didn't really sign up for it. They didn't ask for it. You just give it to them because, well, they're past customers. So now I'm entitled to do that to you. Even if you did ask for mm. it, they really don't want it. They're just being nice. But when it comes to a Facebook group, it's, it's something that they have to accept, right? They have to, they have to want to be there. And, and then you're meeting them in a place such as Facebook or a social media app where they choose to be, right? Most people look at email as a nuisance, right? And they look at text messages as a nuisance. They look at even a phone call as a nuisance. But when you think about social media, they're typically going there to kill time, to be entertained, right? Um, they're looking for mindless content. And, and so if you meet them yeah. in a place where they actually like to be, and then you create content that's engaging content that they're going to respond to, you know, you are essentially creating a device that allows you to be omnipresent, maybe seven days a week, depending on how many times they're on Facebook and checking their notifications. But at the very least, probably one to four times a week. And if you're creating consistent content in this group, and you're making it interesting and fun and, and relevant to them, and you're not talking about real estate, well, damn it, you're going to win, man. You're going to be remembered more often. It's going to create more referrals. And, and when we're talking about Will Penny specifically, he, he, he's a guy out of Ohio, I think he was, closes, he has a team of five people, uh, that's agents and, uh, and, and, and admins and, and operational mm -hmm. people. And they close between 200 and 250 transactions every year. They, he's got his business down to a science, 70% is referral. And he attributes it to his Facebook group. And so it just got me thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, we've got to take advantage of this. My LOs need this. The agents that I work with need this. Um, and so I'm most excited because I'm building, I've, I've built with uh, one of our VAs. Uh, we've built our own little system. It's called uh, Social CRM. And we are going to do, we're going to do uh, Facebook group management for people at, at a very nominal mm -hmm. cost. And uh, it's really just really for my inner people. And uh, we're going to, we're going to help them set up their groups, uh, friends and family group. And then we're going to help, we're going to, we're going to provide uh, 20 posts a month for them and do it for them. It's going to all be done for them. And then their, Ooh. their job is to just how engage. is that not super sexy, bro? Uh, that's what I'm, that's why I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about that. Um, but, but, uh, and I think for anybody who's, who's interested in stuff like that, like reach out to us, man, if nothing else, you got, you need to go check out this webinar that we could definitely share with you, but uh, things like that, that I think are really, really exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably most excited about that, but I do, I do want to mention that Tristan has recently challenged me. He sent me a text last week and said, Hey bro, do you think that you could do, you could average three videos a day on TikTok in 2022? And I was like, I hope you're joking. And <laughs> dude. Of course dude. he wasn't. Go on. Tell us more. I was not. I was not. You know, it's funny that it was, it came from London. All right. So London asks me, Hey, are you still doing that? I'm like, maybe let me ask Jeff. <laughs> then I texted you. <laughs> and then the funny thing is he's texting me right now. Oh, stop it. And no, literally he is. He goes, 
did you check out Pivot? I'm like, so then I go check out his TikTok and I look at Pivot. It's a new social media platform or outlet. So now we have to go check out Pivot. It's P-Y-V-O-T-T. Stop it. All right. And, uh, and of course, I literally, dude, happening right now. So check out Pivot and follow London Lazarson. Spell it one more time. Spell Pivot for me. P-Y-V-O-T-T. Pivot is changing the social media game, it says. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they really are. They're new, but I don't even know what the difference is, but I'm, I just downloaded it to check it out. Well, I'll tell you what, it, what their website says. I'm on their website. It says, be in control of your social experience. Ex- uh-huh. Escape the algorithm with Pivot. Ooh. So now, now I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and argue that right off the bat and say, why that is the beauty of social media is the algorithm because the algorithm is designed to give you what you want. And so again, if you understand that and you play the game correctly, it's going to give you what you want, which makes life more efficient, makes life more entertaining, makes my life more, you know, it, it's education, whatever you want it to be. And so I, I actually, pref- I like the algorithm myself. Uh, so I'm not I sure why you'd want to escape it. Well, I think what I, I signed up right now as, as we were talking and it gives you a choice at the beginning. Are you familiar with like those news outlets that says, hey, what do you prefer? Do you prefer um, TV shows? Do you prefer movies, sports? Well, it goes it goes through that process. So you get to choose everything. And I'm assuming based on that, they'll send you things that you like. Right. Less on the algorithm, more by choice. Interesting, dude. Interesting. I agree with you. I love the algorithm targeting me and selling me stuff like notebooks and pens Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Marvel comics junk, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's me and you. So to go back to that original question about where it came from, the videos, three videos a day, every day for the whole year, that was London challenging us again. But I think, you know what? I think we can do it, Jeff. Screw him, Tristan, screw him. Imagine, Jeff, imagine if we do that just for 2022. That creates content for all of our other platforms yeah, I know. as well. I know. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing, dude. I need a social media manager, I think, before I can do that, to be honest with you. Well, you've got you've got two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you have two weeks. Oh man. Uh, I'm know. gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm more like, I'm like a 70%. I'm leaning towards this a lot more. Well, that, that brings up a good point though, which is, and, and I, I, I guess I've become partially known for this because people ask me about it because I'm a, I'm a goal setter every year, right? Whether it's, whether it's a physical goal, whether it's a, I set goals with my, my, my relationship with my wife. Uh, And then of course I set social media goals and I, I don't know if that works for everybody, but it works for me. And so, and if you set those goals, you know, if I say I'm going to run 2018 miles in a year, well, by golly, I'm going to do everything I can to do it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when it comes to social media goals. So I think if you're, if you're listening to this, you clearly take it serious. Uh, and so what I would challenge you to do is just to set some goals, you know, make them hairy and audacious enough to where, you know, if, even if you don't meet it, you still outdid what you've ever done before. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I, I would, I would set yourself some goals. And just to give you an example, 
uh, what I've done, what I did actually, I think it was this year, maybe it was the year before was, was to post to my feed. Um, mm-hmm. And this was very general then, but I would call it Instagram now post to my feed uh, once a day. So whether, whether it was a group or whether it was, you know, in Facebook or whether it was actually my feed, I wanted to post every single day and then post to my stories five to seven times a day, every single day. And, you know, obviously if we're still in December, so you know that that was the December challenge, that was an easy one for me because I'm already doing it, but it's created that mm-hmm. cadence in my life where I, I, there's really very few days that go by. Some I'll do like 15 and some I might do three, but there's never ever a day that goes by where I haven't posted my stories. And usually it's, it's roughly five to seven. And, um, hmm. I, I do believe that it's, it's a great, uh, it's great practice for you. It's great, you know, to do something like that. I'm not saying that's not what you have to do, but you know, my argument for the stories has always been very simple. It doesn't matter if my story is getting seen by everyone. What is getting mm-hmm. seen is every time you open up Instagram or Facebook, I know that the, per- the people that are posting stories are the little bubbles that pop up. So I am increasing the odds of my bubble being at the top of your feed every single time you open up social media. That's what I want. So if you go to my stories, great, that's a bonus. But at the end of the day, I want that consistent recognition. And so if you're opening up your feeds and your bubble, your little circle, because if you open it up, you see how stories, you know, where it's, where it's placed. There's a reason why it's placed right there at the top, because that's where they want your eyes to gravitate. Right. And so that's my, that's my, my validation or the reasoning behind why I choose to be so consistent with stories. Yeah. It's interesting on stories because I asked, I asked London what he would hope. Um, in my last talk with him, I said, dude, what do you think would be cool to have on TikTok that they don't have? He said stories like really short five, 10, 15 second stories. I'm like, Oh, that is interesting. Cause sometimes we want to consume even shorter TikToks, Right. Just to kind of see what's going on. So, uh, dude, I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Do you have any goals right. for 2022? Uh, besides, besides the content piece, like any, you, you ever, have you ever set a, like a specific, uh, like a cadence goal like that? No, I never have. But I, I typically was, my, all of my goals revolved around getting to certain, uh, certain amount of subscribers or followers. So, for me, still, YouTube's been the biggest challenge. I need to get to 10,000 subscribers. I'm, I'm close. I'm about 1,000 away. So I think for next year, my goal would be just to hit another 20, another, well, not another 20, another 10 to get to 20,000 by the end of 2022. So for me, it's more YouTube-centric, and um, YouTube takes time, dude. Are you monetizing YouTube? I am. I make about, I probably make about 500 bucks a month from YouTube. It's not a lot, awesome. but it's awesome. It's validating though. I mean, that's something yes. six, six grand a year is nothing to, uh, to, to, to yeah. lift your nose at, you know? I mean, if you, if you really want to dig into it, that's, that's, that's a VA. It pays for a VA on YouTube. So. Yeah. Fantastic. There that's a great go. way to, great way to validate it. And you probably have a VA who's managing your YouTube. So it pays for itself. <laughs> it pays for itself. There you go. I love Very it, man. True. Well, hopefully this is, uh, you know, 2022 is, is, um, I don't have to say it. I don't think we have to say it anymore. Like, you know, again, if you're here, you take social media serious 
you know, we, we of course appreciate you. Uh, we, we love it when, when you, we love that you're loyal. You love that you're a loyal listener. We appreciate that, that you do take it serious and, and we want you to, uh, you know, again, you can help us out by, you know, sharing, you know, when you see our posts, when you see these episodes, you know, share them because it, it's, it's something you can give to your audience as well, but it also benefits us. And I have no problem saying that we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you for helping us get off the ground in 2021. We're excited for 2022. And I'm going to let Tristan say something because he's uh, got his, he got his hand up in the classroom for you, for you. Oh yeah. Go on. So I'm texting London and he goes, yo, yo, I'd actually love to connect you to the CEO of pivot. I think there could be some awesome synergy. Do you want him to be a guest on your podcast? Oh. So, so we're going to, we're going to interview the CEO of pivot together. Uh, let's talk about that off camera. <laughs> let's do it. See you buddy. Happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks for listening to Drunk on Social, the symposium. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated.